this is Yudha Cohen from the Vision Movement, and you're listening to the Next Stage Podcast on Vision Magazine. With me today is Rav Gevarap, a reserve colonel in the Israeli army and head of the organization Panim Al Panim. Gever, welcome to the show. Shalom, shalom. Rav Gever, your organization, Panim Al Panim, I remember when it began in 2005 as one of the ways to resist the expulsion of Jews from the Gaza region by Ariel Sharon and George W. Bush. Since then, the organization has evolved. Can you talk a little bit about how Panim Panim has developed over the last 15 years to become an organization that really tries to wake up the nation to its own identity, to what it is? Yes, what we started by understanding something need to be re-engaged by mm-hmm. uh, speaking, bringing rabbis to speak with Am Israel and start to re-understand who we are as a nation, Jews, what the whole meaning of uh, the rebirth of our nation here in Eretz Israel? So we saw from place to place it became more and more needy. Nowadays we have Baruch Hashem huge uh, programs teaching all over Israel. We have a program of teaching in uh, the Israeli high school, both religious and not religious places because both need this. And we have a program for tens of thousands a year. We have a huge program in the army, meeting uh, thousands of soldiers every week. And another program for hundreds of uh, university students coming every week to study with us, let's say five hours a week. Now, the main idea behind Panim Panim is trying to wake up Am Yisrael to know itself. For young Jews in high schools, in the army, etc., to understand what we came back for, what is the purpose of the rebirth of Am Yisrael in modern times and how we can all play roles in that story, correct? Correct. Would you say this is in direct opposition to efforts by other forces to prevent the nation from knowing what we're here for? Uh, correct. <laughs> and then when we are coming to uh, Israeli high school, we can see the whole program of uh, math, physics, biology, ecology, geology. Every G you say, it's there. But nothing concerns Am Israel Torah. They have, mm. they get really nothing. So, and they want it. Mm-hmm. Want it, they need it. Sure, and it's an exciting story. Meaning, it's a good story. An ancient people that was broken and scattered throughout the world, only to come back two thousand years later, uh, come back to life, and actually. I mean, it feels like we're at this point where we have come back to life, but we haven't figured out what we have to say to the world, what we're going to be in the world. And there seems to be this conflict within our society over what is the message, what are the values, what is the identity that's going to come out of this project, of this nation state that we've created. Yes, we had, let's say, the first period of building the nation. It's like Mm -hmm. a reborn child, a newborn child, newborn Mm -hmm. nation. Everything, first of all, is driven by his pure soul from the heart, not by thinking, by feeling and it's a, Hashem drives us forward. So we were Zionists and we were fighters and we were kibbutzniks and we came to flourish every place, but nothing, in under, nothing was based on understanding. Mm-hmm. And like becoming a teenager nation, we now have many questions, who we are, where we're going to. And I heard about the research of CIA, let's say eight years ago, and they, the conclusion was, State of Israel is coming to the end because there was a 
a big climb of values, motivations, coming down towards the Sixth Day War. And from that period of time, they see declining of decline. motivation. And then uh, they have uh, some uh, models about going up and then down, and that's it. As we see in the dream of uh, Yaakov, where you live, that uh, there was the, the ladder and then the angels going up and down. And I was said to say, it was the angel that is leading the Persian Empire, the Babylon Empire, the Greek Empire, and going up and down at that. But uh, no, it's a mistake. Like a parent seeing a teenager boy and he thinks he's lost. He's not lost, it's a forward stage now. He's asking questions, he wants to know who he is and what is the goal in life. So we're in a forward stage in Am Israel, and the good, uh, the good news are that I think for more than maybe 10, 15 years, you know, uh, adolescents, you have two phases. The first, you fight against everything. And don't, mm-hmm. don't tell me anything I want to understand by myself. Second phase, they say, okay, I want to hear. What do you have to say? So people nowadays, they want to hear. Right. Very open. We're at the, you're saying you're identifying that Am Yisrael is at a later stage in our adolescence, no longer rebellious, no longer trying to reject our identity or look for other identities elsewhere, but actually trying to think about who am I really? Like, where did yes, you really come from? But there is one big and very heavy exception. Mm-hmm. I think some of the, those who know how to think in, in Am Yisrael, because of lack of Torah approach, Mm-hmm. Many years, they were stuck in uh, some somehow stuck in other ideals like mm-hmm. the uh, global village, no nations. The, the postmodernism is hitting very deeply in their way of thinking. So we yeah, are. Like, would you say it's postmodernism or Westernization in general? Both, both. But mm-hmm. it, it means. Let's, uh, let's live our identity and let's be a part of the, the entire world and they lose the connection even to Zionism. And sometimes it could be even uh, army leaders. They, mm-hmm. were, they were given their lives for years for Am Israel and then they start to lose understanding. So it's, it became even a political problem in Eretz uh, Israel nowadays. There are some forces that lost connection to Zionism. Well, you said something earlier. Well, well, first of all, we should get back to this question of Zionism because maybe it's a semantic question, but we should get back to it. But you said something else earlier I don't want to overlook. You said the CIA conducted a study on the level of motivation of Israeli society and the extent to which that motivation has declined since the Six-Day War. So the the first question I would ask on that is why is the CIA studying this? In what way is this in the interests of the United States government, U.S. foreign policy? What are they looking for? The way it looks from my perspective is really that the United States or the, the Western world in general is very happy to support, to arm, to fund a small Israel that's an extension of their power, that works for their interests, as maybe some of our leaders have sold the state of Israel to them, meaning the state of Israel that Shimon Peres sold to the governments of the world as this, what we'll call a, um, a fortress of Western civilization in the Middle East that can serve the agendas of the West. 
but uh, an Israel that knows itself, an Israel that wants to be something different, an Israel that is something new to bring to the world that might lead humankind into a new era of human development. That's something obviously these governments don't want. So would you say that you think the CIA studies are of concern? What's the purpose of a study? First of all, I don't know. Secondly, I feel, I, I'm sure they study every nation on the globe. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, as uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Uda Levi Kuzari is saying, this nation is the heart of the world. So even mm-hmm. though we are now just started to study who we are, but the nation feel, they feel deeply mm-hmm. that this is the heart of the world. And especially, I think, the Christian world that was claiming the false claim of Am Israel is finished 2,000 years ago. And we said, no. Mm-hmm. You, you see, we are coming back. We are coming back home. And we were praying every day to come back home. And each Jew all over the world was praying towards the land of Israel, towards Jerusalem, and just counting how many seconds it's going to be, and I'm back. So it took us 2,000 years, but now we are back. And the Christian world must admit this is the end of Christianity because it was based on our uh, former destruction, and they thought, it's going to be for good. And we said the truth. No, it's only a period of time that we should fix some issues within us. And now every, everybody can see we're back home. So why CIA is interested? It's obvious. They want to see if uh, their vision was right or wrong and what's going on now. And Israel, Israel is going to be the leader of the world. So they want to see what's going on. But their conclusion was, we are coming now towards the the end of the state, which is a big mistake. It was good because uh, this paper, I'm sure Obama saw it and said, okay, let them finish themselves by themselves. And uh, by by that uh, research, maybe less pressure was based on it. But Christian civilization as a collective feels threatened by the rebirth of Am Yisrael. Like the civilization feels... They should be, they should be feeling that something new is happening in history right now. The rebirth of Israel signals something new for mankind, a new stage in human development that people should be excited about. But uh, obviously, there'll be opposition, especially from those who are in control now. Those who are powerful obviously don't want to lose their power, and that's the way history develops throughout time, from ancient Egypt to today. So when you come into high schools, when you speak to soldiers, when you bring your programs into all these different institutions, what are the main messages that you're giving over? What are the soldiers and the students receiving from Panim Panim? Let's take, for example, I have many, many uh, talks with soldiers. Baruch Hashem, about uh, 800 to 1200 soldiers every week, not nowadays, waiting for the end of the virus. But what I'm telling them, I'm telling them, look, as a Jew, you are you are being created to love everybody. How come you have your uniform and you, are, you have your weapons? You know, the main feature of the children of Abraham, our forefathers, is love for mankind. How come you are becoming a soldier? What's going on? And I'm telling you, you know, you are making a mitzvah. There is a special mitzvah of the Torah to be a soldier, to, be a, to fight for the sake of How come there is mitzvah to fight? All the Torah is based on chesed, of doing good to everybody. How come there is even one of the the mitzvot telling you to fight? And then I'm giving an example of somebody is lying down 
and another guy with a knife coming towards his chest. And I tell him, what are you going to do in that situation? Somebody is lying down and another guy <clears throat> with a knife towards his chest. So they say, we'll stop him, we'll kill him. They say, wait a minute, if he's a heart surgeon, also coming with a knife to his chest. So you understand, when you see the same picture, knife, chest, blood, same picture, one is to kill and the other is to save and to, to, to give him, to, to help him to live. <clears throat> so you help here, you fight there, it's the same picture. When you take a photo of a French soldier, okay, they have his boots, uniform, weapons, and uh, you take the same picture of Israeli guy, okay, boots, uniform, weapon. This guy, the French one, is going to kill millions to make Napoleon the king of the world. In our words, he's not a regular murderer, he's a big, big, nasty murderer. Who gave you the, the permission to kill so many people all over the world for, for Napoleon? What's going on with you? So this, this is a culture of murderer. And when you come to the Israeli guy, it's just like a heart surgeon. The Kadosh Baruch Hu Hashem transplanted a new heart in the world. And every place, even in hospital, when you put a new heart in a person, the sick body trying to fight against the new heart. So now the sick body of the world is fighting against Israel. We are standing to save the heart. So even though you can picture us as other soldiers, we are different. We are fighting to end, to end war. We are fighting for the sake of the world. I'm bring, I am giving them the real meaning of being a fighter in Israel, which is, this is the truth. Right, that's very it's well said. Uh, and deep down, they sense that. Like deep down, there's a feeling that this is true. Of course, but there is a huge uh, whole world propaganda against Israeli soldiers. You took not your land. Everybody knows we love everybody. We just have to fight for the sake of the heart of the world. So if the world will understand what's, what we are doing here, they will salute us and they will praise us and we, they will, will be happy with us. Okay, so since the Six-Day War, you mentioned the Six-Day War is a time when uh, things changed all over the world. I would say there was a hashpa'a. Am Yisrael returned to Yerushalayim. Like we came back to Jerusalem. Okay. A, new Torah, a new Torah kind of, kind of bursting. bursting. Meaning a Torah that was the property of, of giants beforehand became... Uh, accessible to the masses, what we call like Torah Eretz Yisrael, a Torah that really was maybe the property of, you know, Rabbi Yudha Levi, who you mentioned before, or the Maharal of Prague, or the Ramchal, or the Gona Vilna, or, or Rav Kook, wasn't really available to most people. When we talk about religious Zionists in the 1940s and 1950s, we're not talking about uh, the students of Rav Kook. We're talking about something separate. But suddenly, after the Six-Day War, when Am Yisrael returned to Yerushalayim, there seemed to be some influence on the nation where this new Torah became accessible. And that's a Torah that I would say most Jews in the diaspora still don't have access to. Uh, and I assume that that's central to what you're teaching, meaning that's central to the message. That, that Torah has very much influenced the message you're bringing to the schools and to the soldiers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Let's try. Uh, we say some things. First of all, if uh, people uh, abroad are going to hear it, I once visited... Uh, friends in uh, Brazil, in Sao Paulo, and one of the guys say that uh, he feels that he jealous. Uh, he's jealous, jealous that I'm in uh, the redemption and he's in exile. Mm-hmm. He said, you, 
you have a big mistake, my friend. No more exile. You know, the Am Israel can be either a living nation or a dead nation. Living nation means Geula, redemption. The nation lives in the land of Israel. Or exile, they killed our nation. No nation appears now, only private people. Gas, like ga- gas versus solid. Like yes. a, an ice cube versus just gas, dispersed, not uh, in solid form. Either gas or solid, but no way to be liquid. So we have two phases, either Geula, Galut, redemption, exile. Now it's time of redemption. The nation mm. is re, re-existing in uh, our land, state of Israel, so many Jews here. So this is time of redemption. And you live in Brazil, but it's not exile anymore. What are you doing in Brazil? Well, you wouldn't consider it exile, meaning it's still outside of our borders. It's still outside of our homeland, outside yes, of our natural well, habitat. You personally decided to live outside, but this is... But the uh, choice exists. We are now living the times of redemption, Geula, mm-hmm. which means Am Israel Chai, we became again a living nation in our place, our state. And we really pray every day for everybody to come. And what I felt with the coronavirus issues, that uh, I, when it started, I say to my wife, I'm sure in a couple of months, all the world will see the health situation, health Israel is going to be the best. And in a minute, I will tell you why. And it's going to be very bad in other places. And I'm sure Jews will uh, wake up and say, we want to make Aliyah. And what I'm telling my friend, don't wait for the worst situation. Just live. In a couple of months or years, you will not be able anymore to sell your apartment. You can be in Canada, in America, wherever you are. Nobody will go into buy your apartment because so many Jews will want to live. You will lose the, the profit that you have now. And just, just live for the sake of your life and especially for the meaning of your life. What meaning is to be a Jew somewhere else? Unless you are one of the family, the living family, the living nation in Eretz Israel. And why the coronavirus is going to affect Israel in the less, Israel is the Israeli nation, because we are based on the Klal Gadol Batorah, one of the basic issues of Torah, which is written deep in our hearts. Love your friend. Don't harm anybody. Beware not to, of course, not to kill anybody. So if we are supposed to be home and to have something on our mouth, we'll have it because we we don't want to harm anybody. But in other places, okay, I have have to go. I will go. I don't have my uh, salary. I will go. And if you harm, what can you say? So people are less, people less care all over the world about life. But we care. And that's why we can fight this virus and win it better than anybody else. Now, do you feel that within the places you go, the army, the schools, etc., you have opposition? Are there movements, organizations, forces trying to prevent you from reaching young people? You asked it very good. I'm telling you, I'm meeting about, uh, let's say, average of 1,000 soldiers every week. Mm-hmm. Nobody resists. Everybody is open and they thank me and they love it. And there is another group of a lot of money comes from abroad mainly. And they make noise and against and 
you come to schools, all the children, all the universities, everybody is open and they want Torah and they need it and they love it. Mm-hmm. But there are uh, some organizations, they say, they call it Hadata, like uh, a nasty word. All, all this, all this uh, propaganda, somebody pays for it. It's coming from some place. It's not the, it's not the truth of our nation. Mm-hmm. There's a cultural war within society. There's a Melchemet Tarbut. Yes, but uh, you know, uh, there is a small percentage in Israel, mm-hmm. in Israel that are leading this culture fight. In, when you see uh, democratically the numbers, it's, uh, it's only a matter of time and they will. Right, but they're powerful right now. And they know that they're still powerful right now. And they know that as time goes on, they're losing power. Meaning they're the having power comes not from Israel, the power comes from abroad. It's a world culture war. Mm-hmm. So where do you think it's coming from? From Europe, from the United States, from the Vatican, where? It's not a, it's not a matter of thinking. I know mm-hmm. money comes from European Union, from uh, some uh, funds in uh, America funds, some, uh, even some nasty Jews. But money that, comes well that w- they want, as you said before, small Israel, and mm-hmm. they cannot... They cannot fight against Israel, so make it small, make it a nation for everybody, for the Arab, for something. Make it dependent also, make it dependent militarily, economically, like we have to take money from other nations to survive yes. and not to be an independent power with its own weapons, you know, yes. its own, its own but, boots. When I was a soldier, I don't know, I'm sure you as well, when I was a soldier, my boots were made in Israel. You know, now the soldiers have American boots, meaning we, the boot factory here had to close. All the workers had to be fired because we have to buy our boots, like our M16s and our fighter planes, we have to buy them somewhere else. I mean, it's one way of keeping us dependent, of keeping it'll us... Come, it'll come time that Hashem will give a reward to every nation that was helping us, but some of the nation help us not to help, just to get the money. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe some help, so they have some merit. It could be. But, but what can I tell you that the coronavirus brings all the world again back to the real truth of our nations. Every nation is becoming again closed and feel we're a nation. Go home, have your family, don't listen to those who say end of families. No, we need families. Be children with parents. Be a bit with yourself, not on all the way long out, cha-cha-cha, mm-hmm. seashore, pubs, clubs, a bit uh, in, inside, inside look, inside, re-understand life, meaning. And I'm again telling, uh, we are now in the end of Pesach, the, the, the words of Moshe, let my people go. Now the people can go. Everybody can buy one-way ticket, come to this land, blue sky, a huge family, the Jewish family, come home. Everybody should come home. Mm-hmm. Okay, you mentioned before Zionism, what Zionism built, and Zionism is the childhood stage, or as uh, sometimes referred to Mashiach ben Yosef, like this movement of the material nation, the physical part of the nation. But we've progressed past that. Let's be honest, Zionism succeeded. Zionism brought us home. Zionism built a state, built an army, built an economy. We came back to Zion in 1967. Since then, we've been waiting for something new. I mean, part of the problem, part of the teenage adolescent stage is looking for bigger answers. 
how do you see us developing the movement that comes after Tzionut, that comes to address the bigger questions that Zionism, the Zionist thinkers, didn't have answers for? We are now deep into this uh, new phase of uh, mm-hmm. the phase of conscience. That's why people are so uh, either willing or either fighting against. But this is now the issue. Mm-hmm. Hashem, we have the infrastructures of almost everything. We have the roads, we have the bridges, we have the kibbutzim, we have the agriculture, we have the state, we have the army, we have the aeroplanes, we have the high-tech, everything is, Baruch Hashem, excellent. But what are we doing people, with that? Now people are going forward and say, okay, so what's the vision? Mm-hmm. We had a vision. The vision of Herzl was, let's again arrange the Jews in their land. As a nation, mm-hmm. this was the vision. Of okay, that succeeded. And Baruch Hashem, the vision is uh, completed. We have the state, mm-hmm. we have the Jews, we have uh, Baruch Hashem. Now, what's the vision of our state? For this, we need Yeshayahu Anavi. We, we need the chapter of Yeshayahu telling us where we are going to. Tell. Okay, so the more we dig deep into our own culture, our own values, our own identity, the more we'll find answers for where this state is going and what this is all about. Amen, amen. Okay, where can people find your work? Where can listeners find out more about Panim Panim? We try to do it silently, but if they come, mm-hmm. the minute they come to Earth Israel, they will find us in the high schools, mm-hmm. the army, universities, in kibbutzim, we have uh, prayers and shivrim. It's a big itorerut. Is there, is there a website people can visit, people who are stuck at home in New York and Los Angeles and Toronto and uh, Chicago? Is there a website they can go to? We have now a program, we call it Torah and Chavura. Uh-huh. We are uh, making uh, groups of uh, studying together. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is one of the ways. Or uh, if people want to email me and I can answer them, I would love to. You can so what's your email address? We, you could say it here and we could put it in the show notes as well. It's Geva, G-E-V-A, at Panim El Panim, like you hear it, P-A-N-I-M-E-L-P-A-N-I-M dot O-R-G. And that's also the website, panimapanim.org is the website people can visit if they want to see more of your work or donate, etc. Of course. Okay. It's very recommended to donate, but not to feel by donation, I'm released of making Aliyah. I prefer people to make Aliyah. But uh, in the meantime, donations are important. D- donate until your flight. Yep. We have, we have American friends of Panim El Panim in America, so everybody can get also his American message. Same website. Great. Okay. Rav Gevarab from Panim El Panim, thank you so much for being with me. This is Yudaha Kohen, Vision Movement, Vision Magazine. This is the Next Stage Podcast. Listeners can check out the show notes at visionmag.org backslash the next stage 25. Hello.